Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here on the Weekly Pass, I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin, joined by my co-host, Adam Copeland. We're here with a good friend of ours, right, Copes? Yeah, Ro- Ronnie Lodd, 14 seasons in the NFL, barely missed a game, 10-time Pro Bowler, 6-time All-Pro, and 4-time Super Bowl champion. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. No, you're quite welcome. It's, uh, it's that time of year where things are getting interesting. It is. I mean, but I want to first start with the documentary, The Football Life. I mean, I watched that, and oh, my gosh, Ronnie, what a fantastic. I mean, they did a really great job doing that. But one thing I really did take away from it is how you used to lay wood on those receivers. I mean, really hitting hard, and it's crazy when you look at, a, you know, the game back then and now. Yeah, you know what's funny is that you look at the game back then, and then you look at moments. And one of the things I think is really interesting is that everybody's trying to find ways to not um, allow the helmet to be involved in the game. And when you come and you try to lay wood, the the question is, are you using your shoulder? And I I think that a lot of those hits that I tried to make, I was trying to, you know, uh, use my shoulder. And then the other thing, too, is that, um, you know, now you can't even – you can't touch anywhere around the head. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I think is really interesting to me about the game is – you know, when you see a receiver duck, you have to go even lower. And the reason you have to go lower is that you have to make sure that you don't get a penalty. And so there are things that you have to adjust to. But I really believe the game is still a hard-hitting game. It's a game that you see a lot of moments out there where you see, you know, big bodies going against each other. And the way the Niners have been playing You've been seeing a lot of uh, really uh, amazing plays on defense. And, and so, yeah, there, there there's a combination of all of what's in that documentary. And uh, there's a combination of a lot of uh, amazing plays being uh, um, done with the 49ers right now. You know, it's funny, Ronnie, as you mentioned the uh, like how it was when you played. And, and the other night on the Sunday night football game against the Packers, they kind of had you talking about the uh, the Packer 49er rivalry. Now, when I was growing up as a kid in the 90s, that was a real thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you had Brett Favre against Steve Young and then Jeff Garcia. It was tough to go to Lambeau and win. But that's sort of like a, an overlooked rivalry, I think, for the 49ers and the Packers because you got the, the Rams and the, the Cowboys are, of course, in there. Where do the Packers stand for you with the Niners as far as a rivalry goes? Well, you know what? That's a you know great thing that that we did see, and 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 we saw that there were those rivalries. But the the reason that I think there's a rivalry, uh, I, I went to Green Bay about three weeks ago. Uh, Harry Sidney, who played with me uh, with the Forty ers who coached with Mike Holmgren and coached with that great uh, group of uh, coaches um, with the uh, Packers and. One of the rivalries is the fact that you know who's got the most Super Bowls and who uh, who who 
can claim all of those type of you know attributes of being one of the um, best franchises in, in sports. And, and and when you think about that, you go back to their early Packer days. And so for me, you know, one of the one of the things that I always think about, and I I, I kind of laugh about it because the other day there was a guy. Uh, was sitting next to me, and he had a 66 jersey on from the Packers, and he was at the game. And uh, I said, you know who that is? He goes, yeah, that's Ray Nitschke. And I was like, you know what? One of the greatest moments of my life, I had a chance to uh, meet him, and I had a chance to talk with him. And he leaned over to me and said, hey, man, I can play with you. And I was like, Ray Nitschke, you know, having a moment like that, say that to you. So the respect – the rivalry, the the lore of both franchises, it, there's a lot there, and there will always be a lot there when you have teams that have had the success that the Packers have had and the success that the uh, 49ers have had. Rodney, when you watch the game, and what do you think about some of these penalties on the DBs? I mean, going back to that Packers game, you saw Richard Sherman get these two you know, back-to-back penalties, and you know, one I think was kind of ticky-tacky, but what are your thoughts when you see some of these penalties? Well, the thing that's really tough about, you know, regulating the, those kind of moments is that the referees have a lot of things that they have to think about as they're seeing you play basketball. And I call it basketball because I really believe that the best defensive backs are playing basketball. They're, they're, they're doing all the things that you need to do when you see Iggy, Iggy doing his thing, right? When he's doing his thing and he's playing great defense, you, he can deny you the ball. He can guard you, and and you have to have those kind of attributes when playing uh, defensive back. So, one, if you can play defensive back and not touching the guy and doing all of what Iggy can do and all of what great defenders do, to me, that's the defensive back that I'm looking for. Mike Haynes was that kind of guy, and there were others like that that played where they can actually cover you. And they didn't have to touch you. They didn't have to grab you. They didn't have, they didn't have to bump into you. And, and really, that's what the game was meant to be played. It was meant to be played where you would let the receiver do all of what he's doing, and then you would cover him, and then you would make a play on the ball. Now you have moments where you see guys tugging. And it's really, it's really tough for the referees to um, – you know, regulate and also it's really tough for them to see who's bumping who, who's grabbing who, and and um, that's what makes it complicated. But yeah, I think the defensive back situation right now, and knowing what I know about football, um, to me, it's really, really you know complicated for the defensive backs because if you if you just barely touch yeah. them, or if you're bumping them, or if you're, it feels like the referees are a little. Um, it feels like they want to bring that flag out right away. They always say, like, quarterback may be the most uh, important position in sports, maybe the most difficult. I'm with you. I think defensive back right now in the NFL, you don't know necessarily how you're supposed to defend. They've got the review allowed now where they can go in, and you don't even really know what they're reviewing, whether or not it's going to get overturned. Seems inconsistent. Where are you as far as instant replay and review goes on pass interference? You think it's going to last? Are you liking the little beta test? Where do you stand on that, Ronnie? Well, yeah, that's funny because, you know, I watched that play with the Saints and you realize that that play was one of those moments in how I view it. 
and when I was watching that play, that was one of those moments in sports where you have blind spots on the field. The referees cannot see every angle. They cannot see every situation. They can't see it all. And the reason they can't see it all is that it's impossible to have, you know, that many guys trying to look at every angle of the field. And so that complicates things. And then all of a sudden, as we see and as we have seen over the years, that replay now makes it even more complicated because, you mean, you they can show you every angle. And not only can they show you every angle, but they can show you every angle at every second. And so before you know it, you're looking at all of this data and you're sitting there going, okay, let me be the judge. And and I know that I'm the judge because there are things that I'm watching and I'm saying, no, that's, you, you know, that's right there is, 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 is the wrong call. And so when you have the wrong call, um, uh, I'm, I, I like the fact that they can get it right. I want them to get it right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the, the, the main thing is that you want them to get it right. And even sometimes, as we saw recently, there was still calls being overturned because of the referee and what he believes is the view and how he sees everything. So uh, sometimes it's in the eye of the beholder, and it seems like the beholder of the uh, referees are not necessarily seeing it like the fans are seeing it. Now, Ronnie, you know, I want to go back to the documentary. I mean, you've led such an extraordinary life, you know, just watching all of that. And I wanted to know, because I know you'll probably be able to give a good answer, what do you think was the biggest life lesson that you got from the game of football? The biggest life lesson is to learn how to respect people. And the reason it's one of the biggest life lessons is that at some point when you leave this earth, people are going to come to your funeral for one reason only. They're going to come because they respect all the things that you do and all the things that you try to accomplish in your life. And when you think of that, uh, your job is to go out every day to try to get that. You try to earn that. When I was with, with the uh, at USC, that was one of the things that Coach Robinson, how do you get people to respect you? How do you get people to, you know, to, to know that, that you're, you are giving your all. And so those type of, you know, moments and those type of lessons, those type of situations in your life as translated into other parts of my life. I mean, I'm, I try to get respect for my kids every day. I try to get respect from the people that I work with every day. I try to get respect from a lot of people because ultimately at the end of the day, the only reason that they're coming is to pay their respect. And, and, and when you think about that, that to me is all you can do. I mean, if, if that's what if that's why people are coming you to your funeral, then obviously you should try to find a way to make sure that you do that at everything that you do. And and you're not going to please everybody, but you got to earn that respect and, and try to get it. And that's a very valuable lesson because on the football field, there are games that there are games that we've won. That that I lost, and, and and I didn't get my I didn't get respect. And then there are games that 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 I know for a fact that we we lost and I won because I was able to get respect from that situation. And so there are things that you have to be able to really understand about what that means. And and by the way, 
every day you're trying to, you know, every day you, you wake up and you have a chance to breathe, you have a chance to be able to see how you can get respect from another human being. Now, Ronnie, you're the best to ever do it, but if you didn't play football, what do you think you would have done? If I could have, if I could, if I could shoot like Steph Curry. <laughs> you love your hoops, man. Ronnie, oh, yeah. Ronnie will go loves to a, yeah. talk He loves the Warriors. Right now, I have a basketball Jones, and I've always had a basketball Jones. And the reason why is that, uh, you know, I thought I was magic when before <laughs> magic. I mean, I wanted, you know, I, I wanted to play, and I, I mean, so I ended up playing one year at USC. That's how bad I wanted to be on the bench and play and be around basketball because it, it it's 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 something about that game that makes something about life so important. And what I mean by that is that you can throw up a ball anywhere in, a, in anywhere in the world, and you can play with anybody around the world and and you can compete you can shake him shake his hand after you win or lose and it's over and 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 i've done that you know wherever i've gone wherever i've been i've been able to you know throw up a ball play with some guys have some fun you know run up and down the court call it a day and 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 when you think about that how cool is that to have in your life every day? And um, so, yeah, hoops, hoops to me is 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 um, is the ultimate. Well, it's one of those things. It's kind of like you. you it's funny you say anywhere in the world. It's kind of like soccer in that regard. Uh, in the international game, basketball is like that here uh, in our own country, where you put up a, a hoop just about anywhere. There's a slab of concrete. You can play basketball, football, you need equipment, you need guys, mm-hmm. you need a field, you need open space. It's different than it used to be. It's why I think basketball, while viewing pleasure may be football, national pastime, basketball, I think, is, is unrivaled as far as where kids can play it. Yeah, and I think one of the great things about football, though, I will tell you, man, when I was a kid, man, you know, we didn't worry about all the stuff that people worry about all t- today. And, and and the reason we didn't worry about all the stuff that people worry about is that you know the world in the way that people talk about the game is a a lot different and the reason it's a lot different is that when you think about the cte subject or you think about Mm -hmm. some of the issues around head injuries now what i will say and, and because you mentioned it probably one of the toughest sports in the world is is soccer and the reason it's one of the toughest sports in the world is that you know just because young girls play as much as they play uh you know the header situation is one of the things that makes it really complicated but everybody believes that it's safe and the reason that they think it's safe is because you can do what we just talked about and that is to go out and play and kick it around but yeah um we all have you know things that we that makes every sport really fun to watch every sport really fun to play and uh, again you know I, I remember growing up as a kid being a Redskins fan and going out trying to be Sonny Jurgensen and going out trying to be Charlie Taylor and going out you know trying to emulate uh, Dick Buckus and all those guys that played the game because th- those guys were my heroes and I hope that you know, I hope that we we are seeing kids now trying to emulate Richard Sherman and trying to emulate Boza and trying to 
uh, emulate Armstead and Alexander and all the all the guys that are on that team because uh, some one day somebody's going to say, you know what, that's me. That's I wanted to be like them, and 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 that now here I am. I'm I'm actually there, and so um, there are some kids out there that are still excited about playing the game and still excited about participating and being a part of it. I'm glad you brought up Richard Sherman because I want to use that as a, a jumping off point to go back to one of your earlier comments, and that was about respect. You talked about respect in the game, respect in life, uh, where you go with that word. It's an important word, and I think that uh, you're right, that we focus on so much other stuff outside of the game of football when we're talking about football. Richard Sherman last week kind of hit on that after after the game in his postgame press conference talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, that Every week, they're trying to find a new level of respect for this guy. And he's been called the greatest leader he's people have ever seen by guys like George Kittle. Richard Sherman says, I'd follow him into a dark alley and, and have his back. Is that the same kind of mentality you guys had when you were playing with Joe Montana? Or was it different back then with a defense versus an offense? Yeah, no, it, it, it's funny because um, in no, no disrespect to those guys, but it's a different it's a different vibe. Meaning that um, you got two different personalities. First of all, you got two guys that um, play football totally different. You know, one guy played hoops. One guy was an incredible athlete. The other guy played linebacker in high school and 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 did some other things. And so my point is that just the just knowing the two mentalities of each of those guys make it very different in how they lead, how they talk, how they do a lot of things, how it's just, it's just a lot of different things. So, you know, you got to chalk it up as they're two different people. The one thing that I do know is that, um, you know, one guy um, is accustomed to finding ways to make, the right decision all the time because he didn't, he, he wasn't thinking that he had to do certain things, meaning that he didn't, he knew that he was going to be comfortable enough to just make sure that he got the ball to the right person. And Joe was phenomenal doing things that other people couldn't do because it's not about, it's not about, you know, trying to make the big play. It's about trying to, find ways to make the right play and the right play in a lot of offenses is very difficult to execute because you got to make the right decision all the time and um that's what that's what that's what you're paid to do is to make the right decision on in jimmy's part jimmy is learning how to make the right decision learning how to um find the right guy learning and there are moments that i see when i watch the game that there are times where he's looking to try to find the right person at the right time and doing all those things. And, 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 and like magic Johnson, it, it, it came easy to Joe. It's easier. He, he probably has a better um, awareness and a better understanding. And he probably has a peripheral vision that's beyond all of us, right? Because he could see things that a lot of people couldn't see. So, there are things that that both of them are totally different animals and totally different, you know, at being a quarterback. And it's not that one's better or the other. It's just that they both have different 
type of energies and skills and, and ideas about how they see a defense and what they see and what they see in terms of where to go with the ball. And, and I, 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 all I can tell you is that I asked Joe and I, and I used to say, man, so where do you go with the ball? He goes, I go, I go to the ball where, you know, where there's not enough defensive guys because (laughs) I want to, I want to go, I want to, I want to make the right, I want to deliver the mail. It was that Mm -hmm. simple. He goes, I just want to make sure I deliver the mail to the right person. So it wasn't about him. You know, he needed to deliver the mail to the right guy. And it, it was that simple. And some people, you know, would say, oh, that's, that's, that's not quarterbacking. That is quarterbacking. Quarterbacking mm-hmm. is finding the the right guy and getting the ball to him as quick as possible, and 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 allowing yourself to be able to get the ball to to the right guy at the right time. So those are, you know, simplistic, you know, thoughts, but very complicated thoughts because I already know this that when you run in, uh, when you got the you know Bears defense coming at you. You got to make you got to make the right decision, you know, quickly. You got to do certain things quickly, and so that that's what I've learned about how those two guys are different, totally different, and how Tom Brady is totally different than Joe Montana, and how Terry Bradshaw is totally mm-hmm. different than Joe Montana, and so they're all different, and that's why I love you know football because. And that's why I love baseball because pitchers are all different. You know, Tommy Seaver is not um, uh, Nolan Ryan. You know, (laughs) they're all different. Mm -hmm. They're just different. Now, Rodney, I mean, it's pretty obvious that this, you know, core, this 49ers locker room and these players, they really have a big, huge, you can tell there's a bond there that is so important, you know, in the mindset they all have about winning together. And you experienced that in the locker room with the Niners as well. Are you seeing that from this team as well? Oh, yeah. That's the one thing that has been evident to me, and it's evident that something is a little bit different. You don't you don't have guys all sliding in the water, you know, <laughs> just doing that. I mean, you know, when everybody decides to jump in, it, it told me that, you know, now you're now you're you're not you're not caring about what people think. You're caring about each other. You're caring about the, the 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 aspects of we all belong with each other, and 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 that kind of caring leads to hopefully even better conversations about what are you doing on that play and what am I doing on that play. There are I know this if if Richard Sherman walked in to play with our secondary probably would have a different idea of what he not necessarily of of that he couldn't play, but he would have a different idea of hey, there are things that he sees. And and he would the question is, could we embrace that and would will we find a way to understand that? And my point about that is that that kind of dynamic didn't take place last year. It didn't take place with the group of guys that, that they had and and this year it's taking place and and so you can you can see the transformation of it taking place with a lot of different people and 
it and it was due to to the fact that you got guys playing even harder to me. You got guys doing things that they didn't do last year. I mean, I could put on the film and I can show you there there are certain guys that are not playing like they did last year, and, and you can watch the film. You know, and so the so those are things that to me that you you the energy of everyone has been really um, um, it, it bounces off the bounce it bounces off the screen, and and the question is, can they do that? Can they bring that kind of environment and kind of passion, you know, on the road? You know, uh, they they've done it at home. Can they do it on the road? And so, you know, will they become the road warriors that that we were? And and and, and feeling like, hey man, you know, and I can I remember sitting there talking to we want to shut the crowd up, you know, and and so you think about that. We're we're focusing on trying to shut the crowd up and trying to close the game out in the third quarter because that's how the dynamics of our team felt. So you, you're feeling things that, that gave us passion and motivation and they're doing it and they're doing it and they're learning it and they're, you know, coming together. And, and a lot of these kind of momentum to me, you know, momentum things lead you to what we saw with the warriors and what we saw with the giants and, and, and what we saw with the old 49ers. So, Hopefully, all these kind of emotions and, and thoughts keep growing and keep getting better, and keep um, guys, you know, will keep continuing to buy in to make sure that they respect each other and, and care for each other. And the Road Warriors thing is going to be big this weekend. I mean, it maybe is the biggest matchup in the NFL this season. It's the Baltimore Ravens against the 49ers. Uh, a quarterback like Lamar Jackson is spectacular. But the winning loss, the win or the loss in this game, maybe not the most important thing from the 49ers standpoint, not that you don't want to win the game, but this is sort of an iron strengthens iron game, right? You want to go through these type of uh, high-octane games where all eyes are on you. This is sort of what sets the stage or builds the confidence for the postseason. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. But so uh, you're right about a lot of things except for the right, the, the one thing that you said about – result. <laughs> it, it's yeah. I, like, I, like, I like sitting there going it does matter yeah yeah i think <laughs> of course it matters yeah no no and i'm gonna tell you why it matters is that uh it matters because you're probably playing you know arguably the right now one of the you know best um quarterbacks that we've seen this year and so it matters it matters because there's going to be a point where they're going to have might have to go on the road, mm-hmm. and they're going to possibly have to play in a hostile environment. It matters, and so and you got to do it, and you got to win. And so, to me, what I love is these are these kind of lessons, especially going up against a guy that's really hot and really playing well and doing some really, you know, cool things. I I owe it to myself to get that respect. <laughs> Going back to a thought. Yeah. I owe it to myself to get that respect from that guy to kind of make sure that he understands that 
we're going to win this game. And we're, we got something on the line. You know, we got something on the line, and we got to take it from you. And we got to take that. We got to take it from you because it's ours. It's ours to own. And the reason why we want you to respect us. And 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 the way that you get that respect is by you know winning these, you know winning these kind of moments and winning these kind of games. So yeah, yeah. To me, it's a lot. You know, there's there's a lot on the line for a lot of reasons. I mean. Yeah, the Rams, you know, choked, but we're going to go down there and and and, and it's going to be great to you know do something like this. To me, to do something like this, woo, this would be a great <laughs> win, great win, and to be able to you know be the be the one team that has slowed this guy down. It, it, it it's it's enough. The reason that it's also a respect is that nobody believes that they can do it. Yeah. That's what, and and I I happen to believe that they got some speed and some athletic ability that they can match it, and they can give it they can they can give them a they can give them a run, it, it, so it's come, that's what I'm looking forward to, is that <clears throat> the energies of both these teams are going to be it's going to be pretty pretty awesome. And the Niners are undefeated on on the road, Ronnie, so there's a good chance they can get this W. Last one before I let you go, the Pro Football Hall of Fame release has 25 semifinalists, and there's some some names and you know guys you're probably friends with, Patrick Willis, Ricky Waters, and B.Y., Bryant Young. Do you think those guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Well, for, you know, I, I'm going to say this because I, w- I was just thinking about this recently, and, I, and, and the reason I was just thinking about it recently um, – you know, when people say they, do you think they deserve um, to be in the Hall of Fame? Um, I don't want to put, I don't want to say, do they deserve it or not? Because that's I'm, 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 I'm not one of those guys that wants to project or say that about people because I. In my in my heart, there are a lot of people. You know, I a buddy asked me about John Lynch, mm-hmm. and 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 I and I was sitting there. There are a lot of people. Steve Atwater. There are a lot of people. Troy yeah. Palamala. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people. And my point to you is that when you start getting in those kind of d- debates about who should be and who shouldn't. Uh, it's probably not for me. I do know and 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 will welcome, you know, any of the names that I've just mentioned because um, any of the names that I just mentioned, you know, they've given and they've played and they've gotten respect, and so right. um, that's hard to do hard to accomplish and yet um what what we'll see is we got voters and we have people that are that are amazing you know people that will you know come it will come down to that and and uh so we'll see how it plays out but um yeah i'm i i already know that it's the guys that go out there and get respect. And those are the kind of guys that I just, 
know they they've gone out and they've got respect. Yeah, and just being a semifinalist is an honor. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, just just the, I mean, it's an honor just to be mentioned. Yeah, yeah right. You know, just to, you know, I, I and I always when I'm around that group of men, when I'm around that group of people, I realize that how lucky am I that you know I got a chance to meet some of them before I got in and 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 now that I'm in uh I'm I'm thankful that um that I was able to you know be a part of that group because of this reason all of those guys every time you watch them play they were getting respect from everybody that they played against and to me I I just I just think it's it's important that people understand that you're measured by that you're not measured by how and why and who didn't you're measured by every day giving and going and trying to get that respect factor all the time. Well, we'll leave it at that. The best, right? Copes, hearing it from the best. Always, always so great cerebral, insight. It's great, dude. Well, Copes. I can tell you this, and and, and by the way, and I'll, I'm going to say this, and I truly believe this. I'm There are days that, that when I think of all the great defensive backs, there's one guy that, that I still, and when I first saw him play, Still, still inspires me, and I, in, in, in my soul, tells me when I watch when I watch Kenny Easley play. I, there is something about how he played that made me play even better, and made me even wanted to, to do more. And the reason I say that to you is because no one knows who's who's the best ever, but I will say this is that when it comes to people empowering you and and letting you get to your best, it's like Willie Mays. Willie Mays inspired Hank Aaron, inspired so many great athletes. Was he the best ever? Probably, probably was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no question. Say that. <laughs> no question, Ronnie, yeah. He probably was. And my point, though, is that I, I hope I have that kind of effect in life where you, you're you're able to inspire people to keep working and playing hard. That's a well, great you ins- call. well, you inspire us, call. and we're thankful for having you on and all the insight and everything. And you're one of the best. And Ronnie Lott joining us. You can't get better than that, Copes. No, that was incredible. <laughs> Ronnie, we thank Thanks, you so Ronnie. much, man. Number 42, Ronnie Lott. Thank you, guys. Happy, right, happy guys, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you guys as well. Thanks, Ronnie. Ronnie Lott, uh, you know, he's, you know, it's funny when you talk to him. I mean, he really goes deep. He, well, gives you, like, he really gives you some really great insight. He's not and, just uh, answering to answer. He's answering yeah. with thought. And, uh, and everything he's saying there, it's funny. I didn't know where he was going with the Willie Mays thing. And then he said, you know, the hope is just that you, as one of the greats, inspire somebody else. And the Willie Mays thing was big because he's right. When Willie Mays was playing baseball, he was the biggest athlete in the country, probably, mm-hmm. right? He's an African-American. He's inspiring other athletes. Across the entire country. Not even yeah. just to play baseball, but it's mm-hmm. like how, how Ronnie was talking that he was inspired by Magic Johnson, right? Yeah. He wanted to be Magic. I mean, I, And I someone's inspired around, by Ronnie, right? They were around at the same time, yeah. but that's all you want as a Hall of Famer is to be one of the best to somebody else.
Yeah, and it's great because he, he was talking about that list, though, that sometimes, you know, maybe what you do off the field as well, it, you know, kind of, def- he seems right. like Ronnie's one of those people to kind of, that kind of defines you and being a good person and talk about respect and all that. And it's good stuff the week of Thanksgiving to talk about. It is. The, it's the, good. The word respect. Yeah. So um, well, that's it. We'll end it on that note because it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. We'll be back next week. Have more, you know, holiday caliber guys more good discussion on about, about the sports world. And, uh, and yeah, we'll know what's going on with this weekend with the Ravens and the 49ers. Big game. Big, yeah. big matchup. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And we will, I guess we'll catch you on the flip side, right? Yeah, be safe out there, everybody, this weekend. Okay. See ya. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.